500 years ago, the starting gun went off for the Reformation, but the race isn't finished yet, and this is no time for coasting. It's about time we stepped on the gas. On March 31st, April 1st, we will celebrate 500 years of Reformation at our annual Grace Agenda Conference with speakers Nate Wilson, Michael Reeves, Ben Merkel, Doug Wilson, and David Erb. Register for free at graceagenda.com. Where? Graceagenda.com. Oh! Graceagenda.com. <laughs> Graceagenda.com. Cross Politic begins in three, two, one. Stop a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> Is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No government, no political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is King of Kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to his lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. I didn't start it. Sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start it. Right, when the spirit comes upon people, they go to war, they go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. You are listening to Cross Politic with Gabe Wrench, the Water Boy, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox. Hello, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic, where we tear <sighs> down walls to build the city of God. Feels good to be home, mm. doesn't it? Hey, you yes. know what, you guys? Back I'm, in the studio. I, I, met, I met that guy who, who does that voice. Nathan Long. I met him. Yes. Good brother. Oh, yes. man. He was just sitting there behind us at lunch last week. Yeah, uh, he was. Friday. That's right. And yep. that, that was really awesome Mikey's to meet Europe. him in the, in the flesh. Did you just turn into Barry White? Um, yeah. Oh, wow. Hey, um, <laughs> I, um, I also want to point out that there is a new baby. Oh yes, there is a new baby. <laughs> this last week in, yeah. the, in the Shannon That's family. Right. I was so worried last week. Oh my goodness! Because I thought because I needed David for our Thursday night Bodie <laughs> Bakken event. Yeah, and, and then I needed David even more importantly for cross politics. Cross politics. Yeah. On Friday. And, and did you see Vody? Vody was like, Vody wouldn't shake my he hand. Would, he was he shaking could, his head at you. He would not talk to me. He's, he's like, like, what are you doing here? He's like, go home. He's like, I know where to be when I'm having kids. Yeah. How come you don't know? Oh, yeah. He's like, I'm the doctor, man. Like, oh, yeah. I have my patient here with oh, yeah. me. If something goes down, you know, we run out to the oh, bathroom. No. He, he did not approve. He did not approve at all. I told him, you sent, you sent me that text on Saturday afternoon, yeah. and we were just cleaning up at Epiphany Lectures, and I told him. Oh, I, yeah. I, said, I said, David had his baby, and he he smiled and shook his head again. He's like, man, I'm going to beat that. He could do it. Oh, yeah, he, he could. <laughs> but I figured out real fast, I can outrun him. Oh. So I, I noticed that. Yeah, I noticed oh, that I can outrun him. So, so I can I can talk to my trash. I think, I think next time we're yeah. going to have to have to test that out. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna, we're gonna have a race. Hey, a, a hey Bodie, go chase David. <laughs> and if you catch him, you get to beat him. <laughs> I don't like this one. Hey, you guys, um, Epiphany Lectures were awesome. Yeah, I was going to ask yeah. you about that. Um, it was really great. Are they um, recorded? Yes, it's all oh. recorded. It's going to be online. We'll link it. We'll link it when okay. it comes up. It's not released yet. Okay. Uh, four lectures, two Q&As oh, with Vody Bauckham. Um, all on church and race. Yeah. Um, and, so needed. And it, and it was it was it was solid. It yeah. was. So, I mean, the conversation with him and Doug last week was was great. really yeah. amazing. It was great. And thanks Got to tons ev- of feedback. Thanks to everybody episode. that that, yeah. that, that uh, tuned in and 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 shared that. Um, it's it's been uh, it's it was great. But to give him like four solid hours, basically to flush it out, to flush it out. Yeah. Grounded in scripture, it was solid. It's it's and there's going to be videos as well. Mm. Um, it, it was it was. 
fantastic. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to share that. I can't wait. If you liked the the podcast from last week, get ready for four hours. And we had two hours of Q and A and a lot of good oh, a lot of good wow. questions. And uh, you know, it, it we was, wore Vody out oh, last week. He was he was spent. He was fun though. He yeah. was so fun. Yeah. Just hearing what he's doing in Zambia. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'm excited. I'm really yeah. excited, and uh, I'm really glad we have him in town. And, and, and what else we got coming up? Gabriel, you, you said yes. you, you gotta, we yeah. have our Christchurch Missions Conference coming up with Jeff Durbin coming yeah. from Arizona and Apologia Church. Yeah. I like those guys. I'm, I'm going to be out of town. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to Clear Note Conference. I, I, I heard that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to the. To oh, the, so you can be here for the black dude, but the white dude show up and you can't come. <laughs> like, yeah, like, uh, I see how it is. It's just white privilege. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why you stuttering? I heard, I, heard pl- <laughs> I heard plenty of white guys talk. <laughs> oh, you're so racist. Need some brother. <laughs> oh, that's I, messed up. I love the fact that, you know, uh, Vody went off on the term African-American. Yes. Yeah. He, were you there, Gabe? Mm-hmm. He was He was like- Well, he, he, did, he did a little bit- um, he, he was like, Oh, no, no. I heard what? Q&A. I heard- Never mind. No, no. no he go, he yeah. went off on it. He was, yeah. like, he was like, he's like, this doesn't make any sense. Right? African-American. Yeah. yeah, African-American doesn't make any sense. Because, you know, somebody comes over here from South- Africa is yeah. white. Yeah, you're not gonna call him African American. Yeah, right. It's a PC term. Oh yeah, it's totally. And he yeah. hates it. Anyways, it was yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. I, I, it just reminded me of that. Yeah. yeah. No, I saw a little. So <laughs> let me, let, wait, let me, wait, we got to finish plugging the mission conference. Yeah, okay. It's, it's Jeff Durbin. It's, uh, Friday the uh, February seventeenth, um, eighteenth. You why are you looking I mean, at I me should, like I, I should know? I know. Yeah, it's, it's right what? in there. It's seventeenth and eighteenth because yeah. I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna have Jeff. And, and Marcus Pittman in on, studio. In studio yeah, when they right. come out. So there'll be our podcast that but, week. And did I mention I'm not going to be here for that? Yes. Nope. <laughs> not gonna, you're going you're gonna to ruin it for I'm us. I'm taking my wife away for Valentine's. So that's, no, that's, don't try oh, and justify man. it. Don't try and man. justify it. I love my wife. Yes, amen. Hey, okay. I want to make fun of you, Gabe. Please. I, I got a note from a from a listener. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to read it. <laughs> oh, no. There's some friends of mine in Canada. You didn't even in warn Canada. In Canada. Oh, Canada. Oh, yeah. Don't you know? Oh, yeah. Okay, you enough just, of the beer. You, you just, yeah, you just, oh my gracious. I'm sorry, all my Canadian friends. Um, <laughs> just embarrassed. This is uh, from this, this, this uh, guy's wife. Um, it says, um, he says he's enjoying cross politic, especially Gabe's pronunciation of Trudeau. Now Des calls him true to you, true to you, true to you, <laughs> which is how Gabe tried to pronounce his name when he was talking about true to you. Oh. Yeah, true to you. So, so now, true to you. So, now he's going, so this guy, this guy in Canada. And awesome. in, in your in your honor, um. it's now going around <laughs> mocking their Trudeau. prime minister with nice. your, with your pronunciation. Uh, so you know, so, so some good came out of that if, game. If anything that is that is what Texans are good for. Yeah, God, is like messing up. God draws straight with crooked lines. Yes, yes. <laughs> and we're proof of that. That's absolute proof. Yes. <laughs> so the other thing I, I want to plug is we got the Christchurch um, Grace Agenda Conference. Right. With who's the special speaker? Um, our special speaker is it Michael Reeves. Michael Reeves. Yes. Uh, on uh, it's Reformation 500. That's right. Right. That's right. Because uh, we're full speed ahead. And so you can go to Christchurch's website, sign up for both these conferences. They're both free. We try to make our conferences free. Isn't that amazing? It's, I look it to is go amazing. to. I, I no lie. I look to go to conferences. I'm like, oh, I want to be at that one. And I it's four hundred dollars. Registration is five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. sitting here saying, like, I, uh, I just had my sixth uh, child. How am I going to afford registration? Yep. <laughs> All you got to do is is uh, is you know get a bus ticket to Moscow. Yeah. That's it. Right. Yep. That's it. And yeah. you know what? 
we have the kind of community here. I'm just going to put everybody on blast. <laughs> we will put you up. Oh, yeah. You I just remember. call someone and say, hey, I need a bed. You, I need a bed. You can, no you, can send, you can send that to memo at crosspolitik.com. I'm coming. I'm coming, <laughs> guys, to the conference. Because I got a story. I got a story. This is the kind of community we live in here in Moscow. Yeah. Um, uh, last week, I was talking to Heather Wilson. Yep. And and they were they called McCoy Plumbing because they need a new bathroom and a new toilet in their in their house <laughs> oh, upstairs. Don't put this on blast. And, no. <laughs> and, yeah, no, this is great. And Heather, she calls McCoy. She says, "Hey, look, I'm going to be gone today, but just walk in. The door's going to be open. Go upstairs and replace the toilet." And she comes home that night, and there was no toilet and no new toilet in her house. And so she calls McCoy. She says, "Guys, you guys didn't replace my toilet. I'm on South Jefferson." And and they they go and they say, "Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did." And they they went and looked and he's like. Oh, we went to North Jefferson. So someone <laughs> got a new toilet in North Jefferson. Had they left their door unlocked? <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't want people to know this because I don't want the criminals to be like, "Well, I can I just go I to any house." I'm going to right. Moscow. We're going to go to Moscow. This is what happens: you get new toilets and you don't even know about it. <laughs> And you come home and you got this new shiny toilet in your bathroom. No one is in there saying, ooh, I can't wait to go oh, to Moscow. I get a new that's toilet. That's rich. That's rich. Oh, so. All right, let's get to some cross-politic news unless we got anything else to address. Mm, I no, think no. all the all uh, the home cleaning is although, out. Although we might mention that we do have Thomas Purfoy uh, coming on yes. the show in a little oh, bit. Yes. Let's talk about the movie Is Genesis History. Is, is yes. Genesis, now, if I would have done this movie, I probably would have changed the name of it to say Genesis Is, is History. history. Deal yeah. with it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I didn't make this movie. Yeah, so. that's right. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's our interview coming up at the uh, next segment. So, so, what, so what you got for us? Anything happen this week, Gabriel? <sighs> did anything? Did anything? Happen? Anything? Did any cars the get last lit on fire? Two weeks. Any, oh, were there any protests? Goodness, any protests at all? Yes, there was tons of protests. Before we get to the to the immigration protest conversation, okay. um, oh, oh, real quick, oh, oh. I just because, since we talked about this before, the Boy Scouts um, didn't let a transgender child. Bo- yeah, they're holding the boy. line right now. They're right? holding the line yeah. until this last week. They Uh-oh. changed their policy to allow for transgenders to enter the Boy Scouts. So girls are not allowed now are allowed into Boy Scouts. Yes. So if, then if it's they time for a mass if, if, if they feel feel boyish. Yes. Hey, didn't we get a note from somebody who was telling us about a Christian? There is one uh, they started. Uh, uh, Started this a while ago we, too. We, right? we, need, we need to get. We need to. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna bring that up. Pull Keep it talking. up. So what we're gonna we're gonna promo it right now because because there's people out there who are interested in um, raising their boys to be men. Absolutely. You know, in a in a Christian um, context, and and you know, I mean, Boy Scouts of America did serve that purpose for many years. Yeah. And uh, creating a community where you know boys were taught to be men. You know, one of the things that bothers me with situations like this is this kind of reminds me of the public school system set up where we hear about horrible things that happen in the public school system, and we always say, oh, that's horrible. What are we, what are, how ridiculous is that? Right. But since it doesn't happen next to us right. or in our town, we still are not willing to pull our kids out and say, no, nope. yep. you know, we, we don't look at it as a covenantal thing and say, no, we're not going to be united with these people because of how they agree with, with right. what's going on. And so, right. But we, if you think covenantally, you it, should be saying, I am connected to this. Absolutely. And we're either going to fight it. Heavy yes, or, yes. or gone. Is there a way to actually fight this without leaving? I always wondered about stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. But I mean, like, I mean, what if a, what if a local Boy Scout troop um, public made a public post, a public you know, and just said, "Let it be known, we are a Boy Scout troop, and we will not allow yeah. transgenders into our." Well, then, then, then somebody's going to get kicked out. Then now, yeah, right, now, <laughs> yeah. now out of concord with the national, right? Boy yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that's kind of how it right. happens. That's, it has right. to happen. You, you send a letter to the to the headquarters and so say, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, uh-uh, yeah. we're not." So yeah. the, the Christian group that started is Trail Life USA, and they already got thousands of, of Trail Life USA. Trail Life USA. You can go to trail Okay. To find out about it, it, it started. One, initially. one of our one of our listeners 
brought this to our attention. Yeah, I told yeah, us about he's, this. He's part of the the local troop. Yeah, I think in yeah. East Coast or wherever. So if you're not gonna if you're not gonna you know throw down, then then check out what's it called? Trail, Trail Life, Life USA. USA. My yeah. my brain yeah. doesn't work anymore. So let's get to the uh, immigration executive order. What, something happened riot with immigration. Conversation. What do what you what? Yeah, so, what are you speaking? So Trump of? signs an executive order. Right. This uh, now it's been a week ago. Okay, a, week, a little over a week ago. He's doing more stuff. He's crazy. He's doing more stuff. How's he doing on his hundred things? Hundred days enough. Seth Bloomers, I have him on that. He's hopefully going to come in the studio. Seth will come in hopefully give in us February. A report, give report. us an update. Give us an update. But so far, he's being consistent. He's cranking with his hundred day um, promise. Promise. What I'm going to um, do in the first hundred days? He signed and le- he signed an executive order um, that requires all any proposed legislation has to any proposed regulations. <laughs> one proposed regulation has to have two regulations that's taken right. out, that's right. deleted. Yep. I heard about that. So he signed that. That was in his hundred days. Yeah. He also um, is putting forward uh, uh, the the Supreme Court judge. Um, yep. He said conservative uh, pro life yep. judge. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, which caused a lot of hoopla. Yeah. Are we surprised that though? Did. Like, come on. Um, Betsy DeVos is in trouble. There's a couple uh, I heard, Republicans. I heard she made it over, made it through the hurdle. Now, who is she? Tell me who she no. is. Oh, to, oh, this morning. This morning. Oh no way. Oh, I just blew my cover, didn't I? <laughs> okay, okay. Every once in a while, I look at the news. Uh, <laughs> every once in a while, she, well, she made. Remind it, me who she, she is. She made it out of committee. She's not approved yet. Well, she right. Made it, so that's the but that, problem. But that was the holdup, though. Is because they need 51 senators. Yeah, they got them. Oh, yeah. Young keep talking. I just want to know who she Remind me who she is. She's Secretary, she's Secretary of Education. Uh, ed- gotcha. Education. Okay. We like her. Yeah, she, she's yes. uh, she's pro um, private education and homeschooling yeah. and, and you know, family, Bless the Lord. family options, yeah. all that. Mm. Yeah. Actually, true options. Yeah. And, and anti, or, uh, you know, I think I, I, she probably wouldn't phrase it this way, but the unions are, are I think she's pretty anti-union and all this. So you, this is a good thing. We want her to get in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she'll, totally, she'll totally be a, and she still has a chance right now. Breath of fresh air. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. Point. But there's um, Maryland and or not Maryland, Maine. Um, same start to the M. Maine. <laughs> uh, the the Republican senator there, Snow. Um, okay. She's against her. Uh, and then there's one other Republican senator that said um, he was, uh, I think he was against her North Dakota or something. Really? Um, so, so he mark him. She yeah. needs. Uh, <laughs> I think. I think she needs 51 right. senators to pass, or 51 percent. I forget what it is. 51. But 51 senators. Because there's 100 senators. Okay, that's right. And 51. And then look which, at you which over means, there, pass it, Toby. Okay. Uh, Mike <laughs> VP Mike Pence. How do you think could I, potentially I, I be passed this way. my ordination exam? I see that. How many <laughs> yeah. senators are that? 51. 51. I feel like you guys just didn't listen to that last point. <laughs> The listeners heard that last point. All right, the listeners did. Thank uh, you, my friends. No, they can re- they can they can rewind it and play it over and over. We're in an interesting mood here today. Obviously, yeah, apparently that's so, because we're, this episode is brought to you by the best damn root beer, uh, with about six percent alcohol in this root beer. Oh my gracious, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. It's a little sweet. So for immigration. Me. Okay. okay, immigration. Executive immigration. order. So the executive order that that Trump signed um, was largely. An extension of Obama's um, uh, uh, immigration policies. Not exactly. Not exactly. Not right, mirror. Right. Not mirror. Mirror. But um, his whole uh, Iran policies. Very. I mean, just the same, basically. Um, but uh, you'd never know that. No. Not not be- from the response. Because the leftists, they weren't throwing a fit when Obama did his executive orders so, and so, his and put in place his immigration policies. Yeah. On these countries. Well, he didn't do. Well, yeah, he didn't halt. Everything he he halted it for a time, but he didn't 
put a stop to it. He wanted to look strong without actually being <laughs> mm-hmm. strong. So what is it? So what did he do? So uh, uh, Trump signed an executive order. I'm trying to to, to basically. Um, uh, it freezes freezes immigration, immigration in seven countries from seven countries that were that are highly which were identified full of terrorist activity, were, which were identified under the Obama administration as being most closely tied to terrorist yeah. organizations, ISIS, and so right. on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it freezes it for 120 days or 90 days. Oh, so he actually doesn't completely ban. No, it's only like three or four months, and it's in, until they, they just wanted to like review mm-hmm. immigration policy. Out of those particularly high risk countries, like Syria. So wait, wait. He says, right. "Hey, let's pump the brakes real quick. Yeah. I want to stop and just review like, like, everyone I, like, coming I, from I, these I, nations." Right. I'm like, I'm like the new president. Right. And I'm trying to get my head around what's going on here. Yep. And trying to figure it out. And but so, he's ruining people's lives right now by doing this review. Right. One of the countries was Syria, which Obama um, basically restricted Syrian refugees almost to nil. In 2011, the 29 refugees were allowed into the U.S. from Syria. 2011, uh, 12, 31 refugees. 2013, 36 refugees. 2014, 105 refugees. And then he let the floodgates open in 2015 with 1,600 plus refugees allowed in. And so Obama choked the hose on all these also. Yeah, for a few years. For for a few years. Yeah. And then now Trump is trying to get his head around it and everything. And I just find it. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of questions here. I mean, you, yeah. you know, there's there's layers upon layers. So there's... You know, the question, I mean, first of all, if we're going to talk about this, we've got to talk about, I mean, you know, by what standard? Sure. Right. So, sure. so I mean, that's the first first thing, because otherwise you're, you're comparing apples and oranges and bananas, and it's like, who, who's going to say? Yeah, it's exactly. just, if it's, we're, just, we're just comparing flavors, then, you know, who, who cares? But what are people upset about? What, are, what, what is the thing that's driving people nuts? If it's so close to what Obama did, why are people flipping out? They just, Trump. Because Trump is, I, I think it. that's the fit. It's just a Trump. It's, it's thing. a Trump thing. I think. I think Trump. Trump is doesn't cannot be um, cannot be controlled, and that's mm. for better or for worse. Right. Right. I mean, I, 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 you know, I didn't vote for him. I'm. I've got my serious doubts. I mean, I, I'm concerned. Yeah. But um, because I, I don't, I don't think he's he's he doesn't play by anybody's rules. And I think I think the left is freaked out because not only does he not play by anybody's rules, but within the first week or so, two weeks of his uh, presidency, he's doing what he says. He is doing what he says, but not only is he doing what he says, but he's making many many signals that he is going to basically stand up for a lot of the conservative um, stances without any equivocation. <clears throat> right? I mean, he he's right. he's telling NBC, you know, hey, why are you covering uh, the 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 March Women, for Life? Yeah. You know, yeah. no, no, yeah. no, 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 I want to talk to you about that. <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> and and he, and he goes he goes to media you know he goes to the media briefings and he, he won't talk to you know the the, the he the, won't talk to CNN he won't talk to CNN. he's like you fake news you know yeah. And, yeah. and he's not playing their games and yeah. I think they're freaking out yeah, yeah. and I, I want to talk about this more in yeah, the March for Life uh, right if we get done welcoming yeah. the author of is Genesis history next on Cross Politics. For 
21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build him a house, not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world, not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college, to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu forward slash explore. Canon Press is a publishing house located in Moscow, Idaho. Canon Press, we create and provide products that sketch a vision of the whole life, a whole culture, a life full of beauty, tradition, education, community, laughter, and celebration, unashamed of Christ, and sharply at odds with the values of modernity, a mature culture with the church at the center, living out the good life, one family at a time. We believe our book, audio, and visual selections reflect this exciting life that God has given us under the sun. As the wisest man said, go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already accepted your works. Canonpress.com. Welcome back to Cross Politic, you all. It's uh, it's snowing today in Idaho, but there's hope rest around the rest of the world. There's not snow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I heard you guys heard about the uh, um, the groundhog, right? Yes. No, no. Oh, it was disappointing. Oh no, it's, yeah. it's 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 there's no hope. Yeah, there's no hope. The groundhog hey, is against us. Hey, uh, but you know what? Um, really excited to introduce uh, our special guest today, Mr. Thomas. Purifoy, I think I got that right. Uh, Thomas is a theologian, a, na- a naval officer, Ooh. a missionary, a school director, a marketer, screenwriter, and producer. Oh my gracious! <laughs> um, and uh, but the thing that we're actually um, pretty excited about—he's he's been involved in um, a DVD project called Modern Parables, which maybe we should ask him about. But yeah, we actually had some of that uh, shipped out here when it first came out back in 2007. Did. Was I that th- Thomas? Yeah, 2007. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think, remember. I think you hoarded that, Gabriel, because I don't remember that at all. It was, it was with our college ministry, you, CRF. You didn't, you didn't share that. that. We did. You didn't yeah. share that uh-huh. at all. No. He's also got a new film. Yeah, I was, I was getting to that. Uh, yeah. Okay. It, a, little sl- a little slow for chocolate, Knox. <laughs> it, it, hey, we have a fellow filmmaker on here. I'm excited to talk to him. <laughs> Get through the opening. Is <laughs> is Genesis history? So, uh, Tom Thomas, uh, thanks so much for being on the show. Yes. Hey, I appreciate the invite. I've loved. Well, friends in Moscow and think very highly of all y'all up there. It's kind of the uh, mecca, I think, for all intellectual Christians. Uh-oh. Oh, well, stop. Wow. <laughs> you won't feel that way after this podcast. <laughs> we're we're, we're going we're to cure you of that. So, yeah. so I, I mean, so tell us about this new movie project. It's coming, it's coming out on February. What's the date? 23rd. February 23rd. It's a one-night-only event, something called a Fathom event. So it's oh, got a yeah. full release, but it's releasing at about 700 theaters right now around the United States. And oh, it will wow. be 7 p.m. And um, folks can go online at, you know, isgenesishistory.com to find out, you know, theaters. That if, it's, if it's near them, it's not in every market, but it's in a lot. Um, the film is, it really kind of has a simple thesis. It's the idea that, you know, Genesis is just a book of history. And kind of from beginning to end, um, it's talking about real historical events that actually happened in space-time somewhere. Just as it ends with you know the death of Joseph, it starts at the beginning of the world, and it, it kind of treats them all the same. Mm. So that's kind of the approach of the book, or excuse me, the approach of the film. 
Now, why why do you think this is you know is Genesis history? Why do you think this is important? Why do you think this is needed um, in our culture? Uh, so, a lot of people like to talk, and it kind of came in this way that you know science versus the Bible, and these issues are still a big deal. People will often say, "Well, you know, science has shown that you know Genesis can't be true." And I think what most people don't realize is that if you look historically, um, there's actually was a move to replace the history uh, of Genesis. And when you go back to the early 19th century or even the late 18th, what was going on is there was a desire for folks to say, as Lyell said, we have to get Moses out of geology. Mm. We We can't have him talking about geology. And so the result was it was the need to replace all of that early part of Genesis with a totally different history. And the result of it is that, and kids are the ones who first understand this, is that if that history that is presented by, let's say, natural, um, we'll call it the conventional view that's going on today of natural history, if that view is accurate, if these are events that really happen, well, the Bible cannot, um, that history is not, it's not compatible. Mm-hmm. It, it, it talks about things happening in a certain order and certain people happening. Um, and I even was reading an atheist just the other day online who said, look, if these things, they basically pointed out, someone's having to totally reinterpret this as Christians if they're saying that the old enduring earth is what's talking about in Genesis 1 and 2 right. and 3. So that's not what it's talking about. Right. So the importance is people, I think, are basing their lives on one of two histories. And Christians, mm. in many cases, are adopting a history that's just not true. So yeah, I've often they've gone all the long way there. I've 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 met uh, a number of pastors who don't believe in a literal six day creation, and these are pastors, and that's always in my mind the first step to not um, believing in the gospel. Like if 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 God didn't create the world in six days, then how do we know for sure that Jesus was dead for three days? Well, you know we can we can play funny hermeneutics with the history of Genesis. And then all of a sudden you stop playing funny her- hermeneutics with, you know, Matthew chapter 28. <laughs> um, you, you You're get... right. You know, that, you, you get it. That's the center point. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right, right. I mean, you're talking about days. So are you going to reinterpret days? Uh, how many places do you want to reinterpret that? Right, right. I got, I, I, I just thinking of one pastor who I was under. You, you going to drop some names? You going to drop some names? Yeah, uh, Jack <laughs> Davidson. You know, I, was a pa- I, I was under. <laughs> I was a, I went to his church. He's a PCA pastor back in Eugene, Oregon, who didn't believe in Ian. Ian Kern was at that church with us, and uh, he didn't believe in a little six day creation. Well, um, I think it was about ten, twelve years later, he went liberal and is now a pastor of a liberal church. I think in North Carolina. Oh wow! Yeah, so PCUSA, well, anyway, I mean, PCUSA. So there was just a debate two days ago at Trinity uh, between Dr. Alan Moeller and Dr. Jack Collins. Um, of whom, let me say, I have respect for both. Uh, Jack Collins is a very brilliant man, um, but Jack, has, Dr. Collins, has, has you know, he's adopted um, more of a concordist view and uh, would hold to an older earth and an analogical view, is how he explains it, I think, for Genesis 1. And Dr. Moeller, in addressing this, actually said, he said, there is, it, it may not be that right now that is a heretical view, he said, but it leads that direction is that mm-hmm. it may not be this generation, but the next one who applies the hermeneutic consistently. And he brought this up um, at this debate, that, it, that there's no reason to accept this. You're not going to be accepted by the world anymore. The world's going to be... The offense of the cross is certainly not taken away by an older or younger view. These people think we're foolish for believing in a man rising from the dead. Mm-hmm. 
but the fact is is that what you're saying it's a it's a little bit of an open door toward a hermeneutic that is in a sense it's a virus that makes its way to the whole scripture right yeah, so so if we if we ask this question David, I did I interrupt you? No, 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 no. I'm no. I'm, uh, I'm listening. You're, I'm you're, enjoying. You're, you're sitting there having an experience, I'm, shaking I'm, his head. Yes, yes. I'm saying amen in my soul. Okay, right okay. Now. I didn't. I didn't hear you. <laughs> my soul. Um, it's for the Lord. But if, but if we if we say we ask the question, is Genesis history? Obviously, what we're doing um, you know, by appealing to that standard, what what is what makes something historical? Um, in, in a certain way, obviously, we are also we're appealing to. Um, uh, we, we, you know, we want to be taken. Uh, there's a sense in which we want to be taken seriously. Um, we, we want Genesis to be taken seriously. We want we want to get Moses back into geology, we, and, and we want to assume the center, right? Um, and I guess I guess my question is: is that means then though that we are going to have to answer a lot of questions about how Moses connects with geology. Like what, you know, I'm I'm looking at That's the right. I'm looking You're at exactly right. I'm, is, I'm looking at the rocks, and they seem to be saying something. I'm looking at the fossil record; they seem to be saying something. I read Moses, and Moses seems to be saying something different. Um, so how, how does how does is Genesis history? Uh, how, how does it um, approach the questions of basically you know what what is the what is the science what it's saying? So I think that where we start on this is we really begin with the view that. Science is not epistemologically ultimate. Now, we don't say this in the film, but I can say this with you all, is that if you look at where, say, a guy like Thomas Kuhn and his work in structure, um, or the structure of scientific revolution, if you look at Michael right. Koyani and throughout his work, and what they consistently point out is that science as we know it is really very much a, con- a construct that seems to be shifting through time uh, into what it holds to be true and accurate, and what's actually scientific. So an idea that is poo-pooed and laughed at in one generation, take Alfred Wegener. Alfred Wegener introduced this idea based on the work of Snyder Pellegrini, I think. I'm not sure if you knew Snyder Pellegrini. Mm-hmm. Pellegrini was a creationist who said, look around the world. You know, it seems like these continents may have been together. Published his view the same year that Origin came out, and um, no one paid attention to it. Uh, Alfred Wegener uh, picked this back up in the 30s and said, no, I think it's quite tectonic. People were like, this is crazy. He was laughed at, ridiculed. And yet, after World War II, when, you know, the uh, submarine maps come out of the ocean, well, look at there. Look at all these huge mountains underneath the ocean. And now plate tectonics, we had the paradigm shift. And so, um, and the success that everyone holds to is being, quote, true. And I think what Kuhn demonstrates over and over again is that, we look at the evidence through paradigms, through lenses, Absolutely. and those paradigms change. And unless you recognize that science is a shifting uh, field where really the idea of truth has to be kind of redefined in the realm of science, science is not absolute. Science is not authoritative. And I think that when you say, well, what is, what doesn't change, well, you say, well, actually, history does not change. And no one can change their parents, their biological parents. No one can change really what happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, people try to reinterpret what happened, but it, they can't change the events that actually took place in space-time, we'll say. So I feel like what the Bible is doing is the Bible is giving us accurate historical events that happened in space-time, and the role of science is to look through and try to understand how do we see the world around us That's in right. light of those events? Yeah, so, so Thomas, help me out real quick. Who did you make this film for, ultimately? 
I mean, you, uh, would, you wouldn't be you mad know, if a bunch of atheists came to view the film. You'd be loving that. Like, great that they paid money to view this film. You know, <laughs> that's a great thing, right? Um, but ultimately... Well, I, yeah, I mean, I, I would. I, I would like that. And, and, and I mean, I have a guy on Facebook I've been going back and forth with who's clearly an atheist. But they, they, many people have a view of imperial science that has said, you know, science has disproven God, disproven all these things. They really don't understand how science works. Right. Um, so what they ask the outside of the target, the inside of the target of who I'm making the film for, is really that Christian teenager, that Christian who is in a biology class or yeah. goes and loves you know, Marvel Comics movies, all about evolution. I love Marvel Comics movies. But evolution is the center of it. If you go watch The Age of Ultron, ah, he understands it's all about evolution and huh. evolving and stuff. Very clever, his use of scripture. And the screenwriters knew what they were doing. Um, re- watch the X-Men. You go look at anything, and you see the evolutionary worldview. And currently, BioLogos is now it's a group that is attempting to reintroduce theistic evolution, they call yep. it uh, yep. evolutionary creation, mm-hmm. back into the evangelical church. So my interest is saying, look, young teenagers, look, college-age kids, look, parents, you can't accept evolution for a number of reasons, but it's a very base reason because it has it absolutely doesn't comport with the history recorded in Genesis. So And so that's what I'm making it for, really. So basically you're making it for people who are in the church and for the church who's basically attacking itself with theistic evolution. <laughs> that's correct. I, I want to warn people, um, but again... Theistic evolution is, in a sense, it's on the fringe. Most of your folks in the pews are not going to be confronted with this. That's going on in seminaries, that's going on in academia. Mm. Really, they are being confronted daily with a culture that is driven by an evolutionary worldview, uh, much as the Greek culture probably was. I mean, this is, it, it's part and parcel of what they, how they view the world. Mm. They see it everywhere. So are you, are you saying that there, you don't think there's enough biblical um, information out there for Christians to be able to grasp that their Bible is true? I think that what is one of the things that I was is lacking is not that just that they, they don't have the biblical information. Um, there's a sense in which they've heard these stories. Most kids grow up hearing Genesis in, like, children's books. That's right. And yep. so they associate it as children's books and don't really see it as stories. Because, I mean, let's be honest, they're very fascinating interesting stories. They make great drawings. But as one of our scientists pointed out, the paleontologist, he said, look, Noah's Ark would not have had, you know, a bunch of African animals and a giraffe sticking up the top. Right. Probably right. not accurate. <laughs> right, right, right. I think a lot of it is that Christians need to be disabused of their, of their view of, um, of history and what actually happened in the past. So I think that there needs to be a synthesis. I mean, I was actually talking to a friend of mine who's a theologian and a pastor about the need for pastors on to understand paleontology. Yeah, if br- you really understand paleontology, that totally changes how you view Genesis 7, 8, 9. Right. You're like, okay, well, so we're talking, and what does it mean the world was violent? Well, we talk about it as, you know, well, I guess it's, you know, they're in a rough area of Chicago. No, 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 we're talking about Jurassic Park. And mm. um, you're like, as one of our scientists who's a taphonomist said, he said he held a Nanosaurus uh, Rex Goldman, which is a small, very small carnivorous dinosaur, he's like, look, he said, imagine a T-Rex. He said, it would be difficult for us today with our technology to bring these creatures down. Imagine them in packs. Imagine thousands of different types of these carnivorous creatures. And imagine you have very little technology. 
how would you survive that kind of violence? Wow. Yeah. And I think this is a view of the world that said that it was a grace, that God, he literally wiped it clean, and then you see a totally new radiation of creatures coming out of, of the ark, which again, most people don't realize this. You go to a vertebrate paleontology book, and they all talk about the phylogenies of the mammal, mammalian radiation, and it's very curious. They all just begin. The Cretaceous ends, the tertiary begins, and all of the animals that we kind of know now in some form or fashion, and some of them are very little unusual, take bats. Bats make up a quarter about, a little less than a quarter of the modern mammals, which is most people don't know that. Bats appear in the Eocene, and they appear perfectly as bats. Like, if you read the books that are graduate level, they're like, these are mysteries. And so, <laughs> you're, when you start to dig into the actual data and start putting it up against the, um, this, this, this is the Indian Cotton film. These are, there's so much we could have put into this. Yeah. Um, you start looking at the data. Most Christians are not aware that a lot of the data actually comports with a biblical history. Right. I mean, you, you brought, you, go ahead, finish up. No, no, I was just going to say, how do you get sonar? I mean, a bat is such a curious creature. Um, the ability to have so many, we interviewed uh, Stuart Burgess, who is a PhD uh, mechanical engineer out of Britain. He redesigned the British bicycle. They just won all these, what, 11, 12 gold medals because of his design. Hmm. He has a big, uh, and so he's a creationist, six-day creationist, and he says no one understands the systems engineering that every creature has to have if all these things have got to work perfectly together because we struggle now to create drones and, and things that will fly and work <laughs> together. He said, this takes thousands of people working together to figure all this out. He said, and yet you see it in a bat, like yeah. right there. You see it in a dragonfly, and it's all perfect. And so to me, this really just speaks for a creator, and in, in this case, a creator that is basically recreating the world on a new footing. I think one of the things that you mentioned there that I think really resonates with me is just the idea that um, Christians need not fear the truth at all. That you know that no. that, that all that the world you know that, that that we don't. I think there's a there's a sense in which Christians, um, yeah, they, they start apologizing for Genesis even before maybe they they deny its historicity. They just start feeling embarrassed by it. Um, and um, but you know that we we have. We have every reason both to affirm its historicity, but on, a, on that basis, go into the world and um, and look at it and and analyze it and yeah. and learn from it. And yeah. and we have we have nothing nothing to fear, nothing to apologize for. There, we we um, have everything, every reason to expect that it. Uh, yeah, we're going to learn a ton. There's a ton that we don't know, but it, it's it's well, not and- it's not going to blow up in our face. It's 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 actually going to it's it's going to show us the glory of God. No, but that's your, your point's right there. There's a, you're exactly right. You have to know, A, Christians have got to be aware of the data first. Yeah. B, they've got to be aware of what you've also said. There's a lot we don't know. There's tons of things. Where was the flood, post-flood boundary? Big controversy. Why does radioisotope dating actually have these gradations? It's strange. Why does the uh, tertiary have the animals it does, and where does it lead into the quaternary and all these different creatures? Fascinating stuff. There are so few scientists working on this. Why are there no, quote, humans uh, in, and not quote, but any humans anywhere of any sort, even of, of, of earlier hominids, below the quaternary? You don't find them in any, quote, classic Paleozoic flood strata or Mesozoic. Why not? Um, and a lot of people are very surprised at this, but they're not there. But there are potentially reasons on various reasons of why this is. We don't know. 
but so when you realize that science is not a reason to believe, when you realize that science is basically a functional means of trying to understand the world around us and is shifting constantly, which is why science textbooks are always updated every year or so, or two or three, depending on the, the if the publisher can do it, you begin to, Christians begin to realize, oh, creation scientists are also probably wrong about a lot of things they think, but the history is still right. Mm. And so that's a big deal is that we don't need to be afraid of the science because I can promise you it's going to change. Yeah, right, right. Well, um, Thomas, this is really good. Thank you for taking time to join us, man. Really, really appreciate right. it. Um, and for our listeners, you can go to isgenesishistory.com to find out where the release is going to be on February 23rd in your area. So over 700 theaters nationwide is Genesis History. Share, share it with your friends. Share it with your friends. Um, Go uh, like the Facebook page yeah. and ours too while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> Pack out the theaters. That's right. One Cro- day showing. Crosspolitik.com. Thanks, Thomas. Hey, thanks a lot. Appreciate it, guys. This is Cy Timbrinke with Answer Anyone Apologetics. In previous segments, we've gone over some of the difficulties with evidential arguments for the existence of God. Here's the question. Where do you hear evidences presented out in the world? In court. Who do you give evidence to in court? The judge or the judge and jury? If someone tells you that they don't believe in God and you try to convince them with evidence, who are you saying is the judge? Them. And who's on trial? God. We put the Lord of glory in the criminal's box and try to acquit him in the unbeliever's blasphemous courtroom. Now God has given us wonderful evidences for his existence. We can win that court case. We can acquit God. But who are we saying is the judge? The unbeliever. It makes no sense for the unbeliever to say that God must meet their burden of proof before they'll bow down and worship him. No. God has given everyone sufficient evidence of his existence so as to leave them without excuse, as it says in Romans chapter 1. When people become Christians, they don't go from unbelief to belief, but from suppressing the truth to professing it. Our apologetic presentation must be gospel-centered in the hope that God uses it to open blind eyes. For more apologetic answers, visit AnswerAnyone.com. Welcome back to Cross Politic. Thomas Purfoy with Is Genesis History. Check it out. Look February, it up. February 23rd. That's when the movie comes out. Limited showing. Aren't we in an amazing place right now? I mean, where a film on the on Genesis can make it to the theaters and hit over 700 theaters at one time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's post mail. It's brilliant. You hear me? I said that's post I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? We should remind people that we got some new merch. Yes. What do we got? We got a yes. new beanie. I've been beanie? A slacky. Uh, no. I yes. A, a beanie. Slack, a slack beanie. Yeah, thank you. Whatever you call it. Oh, dude. I've been one, one of those. And, and, a, and, a, and a dad baseball cap. So we got a baseball cap, not just a trucker cap anymore. Good uh, baseball cap. Get, get me one of those. Good, I want, it's some I want good looking ones, yeah, too. Yeah, I love man. it. And then also, don't yeah, forget you know, the you know, It's got the cross. Valentine's Day is coming up. You know it. You know, if you really love that... That man in your life, that woman in your life, mm. right? You're going to show them the love of Jesus. And you want the ones to walk around with a conversation, gospel conversation, just if, sitting on their head? Look, yeah. if you want your neighbor to see that the that the cross 
is getting worship from the flag. Mm. You need to buy this hat. Amen. Yeah. Hey. And you need to get your neighbor some cross politic coffee. Yeah. So they can wake up every day knowing that it's going to get better. Ha! What so you say now? One of one of our <laughs> listeners in West Virginia gave it to gave it to his mom, and his mom's a super coffee snob. He said, and she said it's the best coffee she ever had. Of course it is. What? Yes. Praise God. And another, my buddy in Texas, he he hadn't drank coffee in like fifteen years. Wow. And he had a cup, and he he started drinking coffee again because of our coffee. He's converted. I know. I know. Oh man, we're gonna... we help people pick up their bad habits again. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, I need to put another order. That's I, not a I bad habit. Three like it's a good habit. Four pound bags. I need some more. That's a godly habit. It dude. is a godly yeah. habit. Yeah. We all need some coffee anyway in here. So yeah, right, seriously, I want to know. We had coffee one time. I'll do it again. What I happened? Promise. You know. Also, don't forget memo at crosspolitik.com, Right. I like so, I like that guy from the 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 gym. Yes, he Somebody, came back. Did he? Yes. Who? Somebody from the gym. Did you see the uh, Gabe shared, I, I shared emailed it this last week? I Gabe actually, had a baby. He I actually opened your email this so, time. Did you? Uh, I was like, uh, <laughs> I'll give Gabe a chance. I haven't slept in like three days. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> he did get just. Yeah. Sorry about that. Is, and your wife's doing well though. Sharon is doing amazing. Oh, um, man. She's bouncing back. Great. Yeah. Uh, y'all, am, y'all. The, this, this little girl has a full <laughs> head of hair. Man, oh man! Yeah, she basically came out walking. Yeah, right. She was like, hey. what's, her, "What's her name?" Because we had her, cl- we had our listeners give us some names. Yes. What, what names did you guys? So end up with? we end up going with Sydney Sapphire Shannon. That's pretty. So the triple S, Sydney oh, Sapphire. Sydney I Sapphire. like that. I love it too. Yeah. 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 So that that's what we end up going with. Oh, so, that's brilliant. Sorry, I mean we had a couple names, but I think that was the best one for us. Yeah. So yeah. But so, so wait, well, wait. speaking of African American, let's talk about immigration <laughs> again. <laughs> Wait, Vody doesn't like that term. Oh, Vody doesn't like no, African all kinds of uh, Don't use that. Yeah, so, so yeah, you you wanted to say something earlier, and I want I want to get you 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 said you wanted to say something about immigration, the the whole immigration thing. No, I, yeah, um, man, where do I start from? Why did you just throw that on me? Like, here, wear this. Um, no, yeah. so I, I'm working through it. I, I feel like I've been watching a lot of the news. A lot of the conversation, well, really, I've been watching all the fights on Facebook and Twitter. social media yeah, and yeah, Twitter, yeah. and it has just been volatile. Like, it's just, it's a mess out there. Yeah. And it seems like people are arguing over a wall or not a wall. Um, deport, not to deport. These are your neighbors. You don't need to treat them like that. Um, if Jesus had tried to make it into America, there's no way that Trump would let him in. He's an immigrant it, from Egypt. He's, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. you see all these different arguments. Um from a, I'm not really concerned about the world. They have those, but really from Christians right. who don't seem Getting to have caught up in yes the rhetoric and and bad exegesis. I've seen right. so much bad exegesis um, that it's, it's it's I'm like man, I think I agree with you, but how you're using the scripture in order to be able to get that point makes me say no, and so it's made me kind of step back for a moment and reexamine what is the biblical understanding of immigration. And and when I see people arguing about the wall or not a wall, you know, you can argue, okay, well, there was plenty of places in the Bible where you see people weeping over the fact that the wall was destroyed. Oh, we lost our protection. The wall, our, our, our fences are down, and now the enemy can come in. But the reason their fences were down was because of how they their heart towards God failed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> their wall was directly related to their relationship with God. And so if they had a wall, if they didn't have a wall, it was their relationship with God. God was their protector at the border yep. with the wall or without a wall. And when their heart got begin to get restored back to God, he sent men to build the wall. You know, and so I find I, I find um, a wall or no wall is not really the issue when it comes to immigration and all these other things I, or like who's coming and how many people are coming. I think uh, our pastor said in one of his articles 
if if our um if our borders are getting flooded from people from other nations, that could be a blessing. And it could. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And, or it could be a curse. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But the question is and, and immigration has been a blessing in this country. Obviously. Yeah. Look no, at us, right? Because right? we're all immigrants. We're all immigrants. We're all immigrants, right? immigrants. No one right. denies that. Which a lot of yeah. Indians might feel differently about that, but I think it has been. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But the question really is are we fearing God in our nation? Are you know, um I think he was pointing to Deuteronomy twenty eight. Are we the head and not the tail? Right. You know, in the charismatic church, they use that verse to start pointing at, hey, you'll be the head, not the tail, high above and not belief, not not beneath. Bless when you go in, bless when you come out. You know, that's all the charismatic stuff. But sure. there's actually real application to that as a nation who fears God. Right. A nation that fears God, they will be blessed in the city, blessed in the right. field. Right. Right. So and, and their borders will be protected. Yeah. But a nation that doesn't fear God. Well, yeah. Well, and, and I was I, I was thinking, I mean, I think. Bottom line for me, I mean, one of the things, one of the ways to, think, to frame this is um, immigration is just a national way of describing hospitality. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we are all, command, like, you know, so, so in, in the Old Testament law, when it talks about caring for the stranger and the alien, right, the immigrant, the refugee. Right, right. It's, it's always in the context of hospitality. So when you keep caring, the, when, yeah, when you, yeah, when you when you keep Sabbath, you're to give Sabbath rest to the stranger in your gate. When you are when you keep the feasts, there are three feasts: Passover, Tabernacles, right? Um, booths, uh, booths. Um, that's the other name for it, right? What's the other one? Tabernacle and booths is the same one. Passover and uh, I don't know. Leviticus, for, it's Leviticus. Trumpets, um, it's Leviticus twenty-three. Yeah, um, but. Uh, there's three feasts, and you all, and you remember. Apart from Passover, Passover is a Jewish one, but the other ones, you always remember the stranger in your gate. Um, it's all about hospitality, and God tells them to keep these feasts and to remember the strangers because they were strangers. Yeah, They're, and He brought them out. But it's it's built on that logic of knowing God. Yes, you, you are hospitable, and you give rest because God has been hospitable to you. Yeah. and given you rest, and it's a form of evangelism. <clears throat> Right. And, and discipleship. Right. It's not just, oh, they just come in and feast off of you and get to hold on to their gods. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right? right. There's rules for pe- even those right. people who come into your nation, right. how much they get to. Right. Right. And all, all these and all these, uh, you know, people that are, you know, quoting these Old Testament passages all of a sudden, you know, I wonder, like, why aren't they quoting the passages about not intermarrying? <laughs> why, why, why are they not? You know, why do they remember that the, there's, you know, the curse on the Moabites for the to the 10th generation? Yeah. Like, like oh. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't, I don't like that because verse. they're dispensational. I don't like that verse. <laughs> Idolatrous, because like, it gets at the <laughs> idol yeah, problem. Right. Yeah. But, well, I think I think the, the, the whole. I mean, in our given our times, building walls is silly. Um, if for two reasons, one is um, walls work, work both ways, which Nazi Germany knew very well. Um, right. Walls walls work to Berlin keep people wall. from coming in. The Berlin Wall walls right. work to keep people from coming in and keep people from going, going out. out. So you think having a wall or a defensive system is silly? Uh, no, I'm I'm totally against the wall. Um, and, totally against and, the wall. And here's I'm gonna call Alvedo. What about you. what about Nehemiah? Yeah, no, I think I think <laughs> I think it, it wall. I'm not against it in terms of like you're in sin if you build a wall. I'm playing. Um, I'm against. I'm it. not. <laughs> David wants a wall. I don't, I don't mind. Have you the wall. been to his house? <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you know, but but connected to this, I mean, like we ha- we are in a situation in our country where we have more access to personal protection than than any society before us. I mean, guns are easy to get. Personal protection should be easy to 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 strap on. And imagine if all the personal protection was available on these airplanes. 
it would be a vastly different story when these airplanes crashed into our octagon and when they crashed down in Pennsylvania. Um, so, so you're saying personal protection is the reason why we don't need a wall? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hands down. But that's not that. What What's the government's responsibility to its people? Um, uh, do justice when evil happens and protect it, right? Um, yes, we protect it, but we. But the problem is, I don't know. We're in a situation where our government is causing a lot of the terrorists to come and attack our country. Mm. Right? We're going in. Speak on it, preacher. We have military bases in over 150 nations, nation internationally. 150. If 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 Canada had a military base in our property, if Russia had a military base in Texas, yeah. that would last for like a day. Right, so we are we are nation building, and we're doing all this stuff. We're poking all these people in the eye. No wonder they're coming over and attacking us. Excuse me, I, I don't feel like I have enough. I know enough to know, like, so like Texas is probably one of the most heavily armed states in the union. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and I would guess, I would venture to guess that there is a heavy, heavy support for a wall in Texas. Sure. It depends. It depends. Sure. I, so there, like, there are some real logistical problems in this because like, if you got drug runners running across your farm property in Texas, look, I'm gonna say like, like this. I'm not. I'm not totally against it right. in some of these. I, 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 property I, I, line is a way to love your neighbor. Yeah, right. I, <laughs> absolutely. I guess, and I swear, I'm, I'm yeah. just saying, like, I'm up here in Idaho, and I'm not worried about Canadians running over the border. I mean, right. like, like, I mean, they can. Yeah. And like, yeah. I don't really care. Yeah, I love See, you. See, Gabe has a farm that doesn't have any fences. You have a fence in your backyard. That's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> but but I do think it's I, I Toby's like yeah yeah. <laughs> so whatever <laughs> and and i just, also got I, guns i just want to point out that it's to keep our people in right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it is oh yeah it is totally uh, keep the kids safe we live on a busy street yeah. yes you do, yeah, do. Right, exactly. yeah, that's the first thing we got that house and my wife says you put a fence up yes, yes and, ma'am and i said yes ma'am uh-huh. it, was, it was done in about a month yeah, or two i'm right? just being funny i know me too but but the but He's i'm like, just saying really <laughs> no but I'm saying, like, you know, in terms of the question, like, I just don't even feel like it, it you know, if I'm, if I live in Arizona, I live in, you know, um, Texas, I live in, you know, Southern California, I guess maybe those are the people that you got to ask. Like, I don't know. Is that, yeah. is that, is that helpful? Is that necessary? I don't know. But I don't think that's really the issue. I think no, that, no, that's, that's no, my point. That's what, it, 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 we're all getting at. It's to just me, that, this is essentially a gospel. I mean, like, a nation that imports immigrants and gives them the gospel is the is is taking over the world. Right. We the, the New Jerusalem has the nations streaming in, streaming bringing in. their but gifts. Right. You said something that I thought was interesting too. You said, but you have a president that comes in. And says, hold on, before we do any more importing, <laughs> yep. yeah. allowing people to come in, let me wrap my head around what's, what's happening on? in yeah. the other nations and who's coming and why. Let me let me kind of understand. Like, what our policies and, are and all and that. And that's why, again, yeah. go back, I go back to the yeah. sort of a doctrine of hospitality. It's like, yes, should we be hospitable in principle? Yes, of yeah. course. Should we be that kind of nation that draws people to the light of the gospel and the blessings of, of Jesus Christ? Absolutely. But just because I'm called to be hospitable doesn't mean that I have people running through my house Right. Any any time, day or night. And I, 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 you know, I, I, well, sometimes I lock my doors. I don't, I don't, I mean, you know, we we live in Moscow, so it's, you know, but, you know, but I, you know, my house is not, you just don't just walk in. Yeah. Right. Right. We invite people over. But, you know, but if, but if, you know, if, uh, if, if David shows up and says, Hey, uh, we decided not to have anybody over this weekend. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm not gonna like light his car on fire. Yeah. You know, cause like, (laughs) you know, the, yeah, but but you, you hate all your neighbors. You hate people. Well, hold, hold on. Hey, what, what, what's going on right now? People are trying to run from the big monster out there that's destroying their, their world, and yeah. they need somewhere to go. And, right, right. So, and, and you're telling people that, no, they can't come to your house. You're a Christian. Why come you won't let them in? Right. It depends on the day. 
Depends on the month. Depends on what's going on. I mean, yep. you know, if your wife's in labor, yep. you, you, you know, you're going to be like, David, I don't think your heart's in the right place. You're like, no, no, I'm welcoming a stranger into my house right now. <laughs> right? Right Amen. now. Right Amen. now. Amen. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and it could be the fact that, hey, and I don't, I don't, let, I, let's not act like we're at a place right now where we have a repented America. Sure. Absolutely. No. <laughs> Let's not act like so. We we can't assume that we're at a position where we're saying, "Hey, we're actually trying to get ourselves together here," right. Not, right, which is what we need to do. That's my point. But, right, but, which is what we need to yeah, do. And, and yeah. so, in the same way that, like, you know, faithful father maybe sometimes says, "You know, I know that God calls me to love the stranger and the orphan and the widow." Yeah. And I want to get there. Yeah. But right now, I got to love my the people that are in my house. Yeah. So that they don't become orphans and widows. So what do you? So you're right? president right now. And you, you see some things going on. What is your first action that you take? You say, Lord, our borders are this. This is what's going on in America. It seems like we have, we're getting overrun by our enemies, right? Because our enemies are, we have planted enemies. If not here immediately, second generation of them are coming up, right? Mm-hmm. Who, who are come here, but maybe their families really did run from a very dangerous situation. But the child's heart is connected to the, the, the ideas and um, the passions of where they came from right. against the country they're actually in now. And so then right. they're striking out and we're seeing a lot of that happen. So what do you do? I, I cannot speak to the practical policy. I can't. I just don't know enough to know. Like I was telling you earlier, like, I think there's layers upon layers of like, you know, what did, you know, what did FDR do? What did Lyndon B. Johnson do? What did, you know, JFK what did Obama do? do? What did, Oba- See, what did B- Bush say? What did, what, what did Obama do? And now we're, now we're at Trump. Like, I mean, I, I, I mean, I know, again, I think there's principles, which is that we are to defend uh, our country, protect yep. it, yep. and we are to welcome. Yeah, the, the, welcome. Let me let me take let me take a different but, angle but, here. Hold on, I, I want to say I no. want to just real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gabe, not, put, don't go past this line. Is that your border? border is that your border? He's building a wall over there. Um, I think we can't answer that because the problem is repentance. Okay, yeah, right. You know, but I'm mean? talking about the policy. Well, I mean, well the I, policy I, I, again. When we go to clean up a mess, we always start at the top. The right. the pro- <laughs> you know, I think that will like we were talking about with the whole issue with race. Some of these things will work themselves out as we deal with the actual issue first. Right. You know, the policies yeah. will fall into place as our right. heart is biblic is repented towards God. Right. I believe he gives us wisdom on how to handle things. Right. Right. You know, so I'm sorry, Gabe, go ahead. Oh, another, another way of saying this uh, about repentance, <laughs> your point about repentance is actually being consistent. We have uh, one of the, I think the fundamental problem here in the church, in the U.S., in the liberal ideology everywhere is being consistent. That when we've had the in, uh, interview with uh, Thomas on the church isn't even consistent with Genesis chapter one. Right, and then how can no, you be consistent right. with Jesus's resurrection? Um, you think of liberal ideology; they are not consistent about immigrants. They can't even welcome their abort their babies into this world without trying to murder them. Right? You oh. think of Milo Yapolonis. Oh, I, I don't even that. know how to say that. <laughs> they know who you mean. Yeah. Though. You think of Milo, who was at UC Berkeley this last week <laughs> and caused all these riots. Um, you have a gay immigrant coming to speak on university campus and liberals cannot welcome him it is the the liberal ideology is impossibly inconsistent and it started in the church yeah so if i'm president for a day yeah then i you know i say yeah we need to um we need to begin by repenting before god for not fearing him Mm. um for not obeying him and principally that means not honoring the image of god yeah. In human beings. Yeah, amen. Speaking of which, what do you got? I'm here to find out where I can find the patriarchy. Uh, so far, no one has told me where they meet, <laughs> who their leader is. The patriarchy. You are listening well, to I'm trying to find the patriarchy. <laughs> where do they meet? 
<laughs> that is Summer White. Oh, she is the host, one of the hosts over there at Sheologians, which yeah. oh, was a really good podcast. I enjoy those guys, gals. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she went to one of the women's march. Oh, they had. I think oh. this is in um, Arizona. Arizona, or how I can get a hold of them. But I would like to find them. I hear they're oppressive. <laughs> That's great. I have to do to become a part of the patriarchy. I think becoming part of the patriarchy is. Um, <laughs> That's a really good question. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, That's what was a really your name good again? Question. My name's Caitlin. Your name's Caitlin. She rephrased and the question. And what does your sign say? Well, this one says, my God-given uterus. Okay, so you're a Christian. Yes, I am. Are you pro-choice? I believe everybody should have the option to choose whatever they feel. So if you felt like you shouldn't have a baby, you should be able to make that choice? Yes. So why should you be able to murder your baby? Ooh. I don't believe that it's murder but is that body inside of your body your She's body or right is now. it what was your baby's name this lola girl. is yep. that lola's body or your body that's lola's body the future is female i don't know how we're gonna get females from just females but that's interesting <laughs> i'm pro quality of life okay. and i understand a lot of people are just for life and that they quality think that baby should be born no matter what but if they're not going to be born into the right appropriate situations to people who are ready and can that shouldn't be other people's decision. That should be an individual decision. So you don't think poor children should be alive? Oh, no, that's not at all what I'm saying. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> I knew this was going to be this type of interview. No. Oh. So is a baby in the womb a person or no? I'm, I'm not going to make that decision for other people. They can decide whether or not that's what they believe. I consider myself a feminist. I consider men and women equal. I will fight till the day is long for that. So when you say they, I don't know who you're talking about. I'm talking about the women walking around with signs that say, this pussy grabs back. That's not the kind of feminist I think anyone should be. Do you think that women in the womb have any rights? You know what? I don't want to answer questions. Yeah. No? Okay. You. you don't like women in the womb? When do they become women? When they can live outside without the, without the okay. mother's help. My one-year-old can't live without me. Do you support Planned Parenthood? It's so difficult to say. Like, I understand that it's murder, but if people have that on their conscience and I'm like a bystander to it, do what you need to do. I have a one-year-old. Yes. Uh, and uh, she, much like a child in the womb, like, she can't um, support herself. So if I felt like I should murder her, you would say it was just my choice? See, that's the thing. It sounds, it's awful. It's murder. I'm accepting that it's murder, and I know that it is. Unbelievable. It is murder. I accept it. I know it is, but a woman should still have a right to choose. Uh, uh, Consistent. This is such a good video. And and here's why. Remember we talked about this, I think, a while ago, on one of the shows, talking about swallowing the reductio. Yeah. And what they've proven to me from this video, uh, 10 years ago, all we could think about was trying to get people to understand this is a human being you don't have to kill it don't kill it you can't kill it you shouldn't kill it because it's human and that was a noble cause to be fighting i always i'm wondering now after watching this should we have not been in front of that and said god says thou shalt not murder mm-hmm. you know and and i'm wondering now that they don't have a problem swallowing the reductio anymore yeah it's murder. And I'm having to come back and it. say to myself this is for me i'm talking about me i have yeah. to come back and start saying to myself I need to be having this conversation with people from a more from a central to the gospel of Jesus Christ, more focused on what God says, not believing them when they say they don't believe 
that it's uh, it's not a baby because then I don't want to argue. What, I know they know it's a baby. The Bible says they know it's a human being. Why would I believe them when they say that they don't believe? Mm-hmm. And so and I've made my argument based on what they say mm-hmm. when I know what the Bible says about them. Yeah. And so I'm taking the heart that they are saying, well, I really don't believe it's a human being. No, 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 no. You know it's a human being. God says don't kill. You need to submit to what the Bible says and repent. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm I'm watching this and it's breaking my heart. I was like, man, I need to and um I'm I'm so glad that they did this video because it's hit me right at the heart to say, man, I need to change my apologetic in the pro life movement. Yeah. And I need to start hitting right at the heart of this, right at their sin, right at the fact that they know what this is and they need to knock it off and repent. Yeah. You know? Roman says Roman says that they uh they suppress the truth. In unrighteousness. In unrighteousness, right? So they know what they're doing. They knowingly suppress the truth. Um, yeah, so I think you're right. Absolutely. I think. So, I mean, they're, they're, we've got to we've got to bring um, the lordship. That's right. Of Christ to this conversation. He's Amen. he's the Lord of this, and so if his category, you know, your categories don't match his categories in one sense. He don't care. That's right. He's, That's he's right. the Lord. He, he made heaven and earth. He That's made right. you. He's holding you right now. That's right. And you need to submit. So thankful for Sheologians for doing that video, yeah. man. I think it's almost Good. at a million hits. Go listen wow. to our podcast. Wow. Go like our podcast. Listen to our podcast some more, too. We like Share with too. your friends. Share with your friends, right? <laughs> Until next week, go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics.